Hey guys, what's up? It's us again. Here to bother y'all. Yeah, sorry that we're uh, submitting this on a Friday as opposed to like on a regular schedule on a Tuesday. We had some technical difficulties that are being worked on immediately and we're going to get them solved by Monday. As you can tell from my voice, I'm pretty stressed. Um, trying to get this solved as soon as possible because it is not acceptable to follow schedule. But I will, I promise you a Tuesday schedule by next week. I have the primary mic, uh, the one that I'm talking through right now, and I will have a backup mic just in case anyway for, uh, you know, next week. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's, it's still one of those things where, you know, the show still must go on at all costs. Yeah, um, this is like equivalent to like an actor breaking a leg or something. I know. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. So much. I don't know, bro. Like I, I people, have, people have people have people have been telling me, you know, break a mic. No, no, no. <laughs> people don't say that. No, nobody said that. Oh, nobody said. That. Oh. Okay. Anyways, right. anyways, we have some interesting ass stuff to talk to you guys about today. Yeah. Well, actually, then before first and foremost, um, so we did record a, an episode on my iPhone. Uh, last Monday to put it up on Tuesday and we couldn't open it for whatever reason. And the topics that we we're talking about were identity, self-discovery, self, whoa, self-discovery, budgeting in NYC, maintaining eye contact, and a random topic of the day. That we're still gonna have that random topic of the day. But um, yeah, if you guys are interested in hearing something about that, please let us know on our social medias. We're gonna plug them in at the end, and we're gonna have them in the in the description of the podcast. Also, I'm gonna try to make this podcast be available. Like in not just Apple Podcasts, but like Spotify and other sources to put podcast podcasts on. Um, but yeah, today we have a different you know theme. Oh, top, we have different topics towards the episodes. Uh, we're also trying to organize the episodes a little better. So rather than just go and run off sentences, we're gonna time ourselves ourselves um, for us how much time we have per topic. Um, so yeah, uh, do you want to kick it up, Eli? Yeah, I, I actually Sorry, introduce yourself. That's like I mean, I mean, I think they already know who it is. This is this is Big E. It's Big E on the mic. You already know who this is. Already snow. Big BX in this. Yeah. And I'm small. Oh, I guess. Bro, bro, bro. They, no, we never, we never small. We only big over here. Only big energy on. No, us. it's like it's like you know how there's the little spoon and the big spoon. You're what the big. Spoon. What are you doing? What are you no? <laughs> you're not. You're not making that announcement. <laughs> Please, just, just, yeah, yeah, just ignore that. Uh, so we're Eli no. Joseph and Omar Zapata on Whiny Millennials, and uh, yeah, here we go. Anyways, <laughs> oh my god, I'd be big spoon anyway. But uh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm a lot more cuddly than you are. All right, we're not, we're not doing this on camera. Don't think about it. You're bold. No, we're not. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, we're not going to tell the viewers okay. who's a better spoon. We're not gonna I'm, tell I'm, you. I'm pretty sure that, like, because we mentioned it already, everybody's gonna wonder. Like, people are wondering why we're talk why two grown men are talking about being big spoon and little spoon. But if we're, if for the sake of argument, I think I'd be the better, bigger spoon because I'm warmer, I'm hairier, and I'm a big, I'm cuddly. You're bony. Okay. Bony. Bony. Yes, bro, you're bony. No, if you, if you, if you were to skateboard and fall, you'll break a bone. I got my ass. I think, I, I think anyone who would skateboard and fall would break a bone. No, I, I fell and like my, my fat cushioned my fall. Oh, you mean the shockwaves? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just move on. Yeah, we gonna move. All right, so um. I'd be the better biggest one. 
Anyways, I would. But um, <laughs> I, um, we have some interesting topics to talk to you guys about today. And um, we're, these topics are going to kind of delve into our personal lives a little bit more. So um, for those of you who do not know, when Omar was really young, his father passed away. And um, he was raised by his wonderful mom um, here in the Bronx, oh, from DR to the Bronx. And um, she's done basically everything she's good as a mom to raise him. Let me make a make a good quick side note. Somebody pointed out to me uh, last that, that like in the last podcast, I contradicted myself because I I said I don't want to say where I'm from, and then immediately after that I was like, yeah, I'm from from the Bronx, two or five, you know. So it's no secret anymore. I am from the Bronx. I'm the Bronx too. What's up? Uh, well, anyway, yeah. Sorry, go on. But. Yeah, so um, his wonderful mother has raised him, done a great job. So, like, we're just going to talk to him briefly about, like, how his psyche has changed, how his psyche has changed since, like, he doesn't have that paternal influence in his life. So, all about, like, can you, like, talk to us about what psychological effects, like, like, how has your psyche been affected ever since the passing of your father? Like, how has that affected you? Well, okay, that's a... Uh... I really, I saw Eli writing this question for the podcast today, and I was, that's like the question that I wanted to talk about the least, uh, because that's a topic that I typically don't talk about, because, well, actually, that's a lie. I do talk about it. As a matter of fact, I joke, mean, about, I it. joke about it. I joke about my dad's Not cool. death. Well, Not cool. hear me out, hear me out. I don't joke about it as in like, haha, my dad died, like, you know, bang, yes, bang, bang. No, 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 no. Here, well, hold on, let me finish. I don't make fun of the fact that he died. That's just how I absorb it, by turning something that's, like, uh, that's most obviously traumatic to me, traumatizing to me, into, like, something that's, like, like, bite-sized, uh-huh. you know? It's supposed to be, like, my dad died, and I'm never going to see him again. I'm like, well, he's gone, and I guess I'm never going to see him again. It's like, you know, it's just my way of processing that traumatizing uh, moment. I don't think that the situation itself is funny, but it's easier to digest for me, because, like, I use humor to kind of, like, deal with things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm failing a class, I'm more likely to make fun of the fact that I'm failing a class than to complain about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, last semester, I was really going through it, and people were asking me, hey, how are you doing? I was like, hey, man, I've been here two months, and I don't know what's going on in here. And, like, people would laugh, but, like, that, I was actually telling the truth. I didn't know. Um, but, yeah, like, in regards to, like, losing my dad, um, honestly, like, he died when I was seven. Um, at that age, I didn't really understand much. And, like, the doctor actually told me that he was going to come back and whatever. What? And yeah, bro. Like, that's literally... He, I guess he was trying to make me feel better. It's just I had just come back from school. My house was filled with people. And my dad was immobile. In, in a, in that's that's why you don't effect. trust the insurance company. <laughs> this was in the didn't have insurance. Oh. I'm joking. With insurance. <laughs> I'm just joking. But, like, um, yeah. Like, uh, he, also, he obviously had passed away. And uh, I didn't understand that like what death was at the moment i just thought that my dad was you know going through something and he was gonna heal and be, be back eventually healthier than ever before which is i'm actually quoting the doctor right now he literally told me that he's gonna come back and be better than ever before um wow, wow. yeah and like literally like um i remember um my mom told me you know kiss him goodbye and you're gonna go to your principal's house for the night uh no until later tonight when they were hosting the the funeral mm-hmm. and um after that, like, uh, I saw my mom, at, when I got to the funeral home, after I spent, like, the whole day playing Xbox at my principal's house with uh, their, uh, her kids, 
Um, I remember I went to the funeral home where they had my dad in a casket already, which, thinking back on it, was really, really fast, because mm-hmm. he died, like, at 12 p.m. in the day, and then, like, they had the service and everything ready by, like, night. So, oh, it makes me think, like, they were expecting it already, or that he had already been dead for a couple days or something like that. I, I, I don't know exactly the situation, but, like, thinking back on it, it's kind of weird, because, like, to me, he was supposed to come back, and, like, for a couple months, I had this, like, like, I had this feeling of, of like, waiting, like, I had to wait, like, sit and wait for my dad to come back and stuff it's like that. It's kind of, like, um, anxiety, almost. Yeah, like, I have this anxiety, like, like, now I'm all alone, like, you know, when you're a kid, like, you're the only kid, you're the only boy in the house, because I have my sister and my grandma and my mom, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, like, the treatment that I got was from being, you know, my dad's, you know, pupil, which was my nickname when I was younger, uh, from being my dad's pupil to being the man of the house. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be the man of the house at eight, eight years old, like, and I've been so since then. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had to take care of my sister. I took, I used to take care of my mom and my grandma when they were sick, and I just did things around the house. I used to, like, you know, did everything I could when I was that age because, you know, and, like, for the longest, like, not having, like, a father figure there, it's kind of, like, you kind of lost because all the things that your dad is supposed to teach you, like, nobody really was there to teach me. Mm-hmm. So, again, me being the way I am, rather than, you know, feel bad about that and complain, I turned it into a joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, rather than, you know, making friends the way that, you know, you would orga- organically would, I would go around and ask people, hey, would you be my friend? And, like, this is true. Like, that's literally how, like, him and I probably became friends. I don't remember exactly, like, the word taken out of my mouth. I probably said, like, something really messed up, and he laughed. And, like, the friendship was born after that. Now, a quick sidebar, like, I actually, I actually remember the first day we had a conversation. We were in the den. Oh, we had something called the, uh, the athletic den where all the athletes chill. Like, this was back in, like, freshman year. And, um, like, I think you made some comment. You interjected with some comment, and that's the first time we spoke. But, yeah, continue. Uh, so, yeah, it was, like, this sense of kind of, like, not really belonging anywhere. And then, like, not really feeling comfortable with my family because, like, I feel like my mom did a poor, a poor job at explaining it, like, which I don't blame her, you know. She's, you know, you know, widow. You know, nobody really prepares you to be a widow. Um, and she didn't really know how to, like, go about explaining that to us, really. And, like, you know, I give props to my mom always because, like, raising one kid is difficult. Raising two is even harder. But, like, raising them on your own is kind of, it's, like, hardcore especially dealing with like the fact that these two kids are like the residue of somebody that it's not alive it's not on this earth anymore like it's different from like having a father who left the family because mm-hmm. at least he's alive and he could still like in some way help and even if you don't he's still there and like it's a person that you care for and like you know they're fine but like he was really gone and like i feel like now that's why like i have such a like a like, I, I, I feel like that's what grew my dark sense of humor because my humor is what helped me get through it. Because so you look, expressed your grief through humor and that's what helped you cope. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that, that's how I cope. So, like, if anybody talks with me and I make a really messed up joke, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just... That's literally just how it is. That's just how I'm just dealing with things, you know? Understandable. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to move on uh, from that conversation. That was uh, pretty good. Uh, we're doing pretty good on time. Um, so now I'm going to proceed and ask Eli, um, you know, if you guys have more questions on my dad, by the way, just before we move on to Eli, um, you guys feel free to like, you know, 
hit us up on social media and you know suggest questions that we should ask each other. That's this. I want this to be an open conversation with everybody. Cool. Um. So yeah, I want to ask Eli. Like ever since I know Eli, the one thing that jumps out to me is like his real bad luck with women. Like I know nobody who has the worst. Like he's like, like if you like if you guys have watched Friends and know who Ross is, I'm not Ross. I am he, not Ross. He's literally the embodiment I'm of Ross. Chandler. Don't disrespect me. Oh, that's even worse. I would rather be Ross or Chandler. I would love to be Chandler. Chandler's way better than Ross. But you're not funny. Chandler's... I am. I'm hilarious. Okay. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's like Ross. Like, at some, point in, his, at some point in his life, like, his ex-girlfriend turned lesbian without telling him. And, like, wow. she was hearing a whole Wow. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. Like he has the worst love with women I've ever seen in like so like let me ask you like what's your views on women? Like can you like be a little more specific? Like why, why when you ask views on women, what are you speaking to? Like for example, what do you look for in a woman? That's a great question. Um I typically well I don't know if this is this is reflective. Uh not reflective, but I don't know if this is consistent in the narratives of most other men, but um, the first female role model that I had was my mom. So most often I look for women that share attributes that my so mom. You're trying to date your mom. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, I I try to look for women who share some of those attributes. My mom and which one? My dad. They had an interesting relationship when I grew up, and um, interesting in that like if any of you guys, my West Indian and my Caribbean viewers and listeners out there. Y'all know how it gets in the West End household sometimes. Like, trust me, that's it's wild. But um, my mom, from when I was younger, she was super independent, really smart, really intelligent, really driven, super motivated, ambitious, and like she was honestly like there was nothing that you could tell her that she couldn't do. Like she exuded this kind of independent presence that made me feel as if like every time I was rolling with her, I was rolling with someone like way bigger than me. You know, that reminds me of my mom. And I feel like, um, like not even just I'm not even, not even just minority women, but I feel like women in general, like women with those types of presences, that that's just such a turn on to me because, like, I mean, I'm the type of person like, I think, like at times, like I struggle with direction. That's one thing I struggle with a lot. Oh, and I like, know. and like I I've been learning more and more that I have to learn how to trust my own direction. So like when I find like women who like naturally exude that kind of leadership quality, like it really makes me feel secure and it really makes me feel um it really makes me feel as if i'm dealing with someone who has a grasp on where they're going so that that, that helps readjust me as well so like so um, what you're telling me is like so far mm-hmm. when you look for like a compatible mate for yourself like a mm-hmm. partner for yourself you look for your mom in them okay we, we, well we, no i'm not we, saying we, I'm, we, I'm not saying i'm not mm-hmm. saying you're trying to date your mother okay. what i'm trying to say is more of like like you look for the same qualities that made you admire your mother. You're looking for a partner that you can look up to, kind of. That like not only like not only like you can look up to and rely on, but you like helps you elevate yourself. Okay. Is that, is um, that? Yeah, I I think relationships should be like ladders. Like you. Well, I'm gonna put an asterisk on that. Okay. But go on. But um, relationships in a lot of ways should be like ladders. Like I'm gonna be at the bottom of your let me see what what are we climbing up a tree i'm gonna i'm gonna be at the bottom of your tree to success holding your ladder while you get up there securely and i would expect after you finish doing whatever you had to do up there probably picking some apples or whatever um i was ruining humanity by taking a bite from that forbidden apple 
I see what you did there with that biblical trope. I'm not going to do anything with that. But <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, and I would expect that when my turn comes around for me to climb my true success, like I would expect you to brace my ladder too. Like it, relationships like that should be uplifting. Now let me just mm-hmm. let me just throw like a curveball at you. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you bring up the ladder analogy type of thing. Um, uh, or metaphor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny that you say that because uh, today I was having this conversation with my friend Danica, mm-hmm. uh, and she, I was like, we're co- like talking about like her relationship with her boyfriend and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like, uh, I brought up the point that like, when does it become like you holding the ladder for your pat- uh, partner, and like when does it like it like how do you feel about like? It's a little bit cynical. Like for example, mm-hmm. like. I feel I would feel kind of like uncomfortable if like the person my partner and I were going for like the same exact goal. Mm-hmm. Like like I, f- I feel like it would be a type of thing where like I'm trying to get to the ladder before she's trying to get to the ladder. Like I feel like it would be too much of a competition. I'm a competitive okay. person. Okay. Okay. So like I feel like it would be like a competition of who gets on the ladder first and like you mm-hmm. know and whatnot. Like do, do how do you feel about that? Um, first and foremost, relationships aren't competition. Like re- relationships, like if you view your relationship partner as your competitor then you're kind of you might not be in a relationship for the right reason well the thing is that i don't see them as a competitor uh-huh. but like competition brings out the best in you sometimes they're this watching you as well this is true. but like the only time that somebody does its best mm-hmm. is when it's like somebody's put under pressure and they see somebody that they feel like they have to reach that standard or greater I mean this like i'm not gonna deny that you feel more pressure to do better when you see other people do better as well but I mean, there's such a thing as healthy competition in the context of a relationship. That's like, true. if you see, if I see my significant other grind and then get into the bag, like you best believe it, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be on my bully to get to the bag too. Yeah, that's exactly what like, I'm saying. Like, for but, example, like, would you, like if you see your like your girl like uh, working day in and day out, and you see her breaking her back doing all those things, mm-hmm. how would you feel if she turned around and gave you a smile and told you she loved you while you were going to sleep comfortably to wake up in the morning and just spend the whole day playing Call of Duty? Well, you know, she's going to wake up at 6 a.m. to go grind out for the whole day again. Yikes, you described the life of a lot of people I know. This really depends on the person. I personally would not be okay with seeing my, like, and not even, not even that I wouldn't be okay with her seeing herself do that. I would not be comfortable with myself knowing that I was just debilitating somewhere just by myself while she's out there making the, like making something of herself. Like I would feel ashamed that I have a partner who loves me and cares me that much and is doing everything, and I'm not even doing. I'm not even putting my best foot forward when I have every capability to do so. Okay, and just to end it all, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, end of the topic about like you know your partner and whatever, uh-huh. like. Say, like, for example, physical attributes. Yeah, go. What do I like physically? Yeah. Oh, this is this tough. Oh, um, uh, I don't really <laughs> have. I'm not gonna say I don't have a type because that's corny. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't have a type. So, I like, I'm attracted to like the, the intelligence, like the mind and stuff like that. Like, I don't care if you're like red, blue, yellow, or green. Like I really don't care. You sound you sound like one of them pick me dudes. Don't, don't say that. Bro. No 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 no. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like mm-hmm. literally, like if like you and I connect mm-hmm. like in a mindful way, like mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, like uh, when it comes to physical attraction, 
Like, um, I don't particularly have, like, a super-duper preference, but, like, any ethnicity is fine as long as I'm attracted to, um, I do have a soft spot for black women, but, um, that's, that's, that's probably because I am black, but, yeah, that's, that's really about it. Okay, cool, you know, that's dope. All right, uh, what's your next, uh, what's your next, you know, throw at me? All right, so, um, we're gonna shift the conversation over, we're gonna get a little bit, um, we're gonna get, um, back into the, uh. We're getting a little hot and heavy here. Since we're talking about relationships, that is a perfect segue. Um, so, Omar, we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about – we just spoke briefly about the distribution of responsibility, right? right? So we spoke about how – what would you do in a circumstance where your girl was grinding, getting to the bag, and you weren't doing anything, right? So how would – so in that same token of um, responsibility being distributed in, like, relationships in that regard, let's move over to, like – faithfulness and conversations regarding loyalty like what's your perspective on cheating in relationships and the distribution of blame in such circumstances it's, it's you know easy easy answer like to, you know to, to, to fix you know cheating it's, it's wrong don't you agree i i 100 agree okay you know there you go <laughs> you're, you're welcome people we just fix cheating for you you know nobody's allowed to cheat anymore eli and i agree that cheating is wrong Right. I mean, I mean that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But you want you want to feel you want to fix anything else uh, like any other world problem? Oh um, like poverty. Yo, fa- poverty. You know what? It's you know how to fix poverty? It's wrong, and everybody get a job. Yeah, that's it. I agree. I agree. We all should get a job. Yeah, it'll fix. Yeah. All right, guys. This is all time. Oh, <laughs> time for it today. Bye bye. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> cheating. Um, I don't think cheating is right. Honest. Uh, honestly, I think you know. I'm gonna say it. It's like, like, you have this person, like, you know, giving everything they can for you and, you know, doing everything they can to, like, make you happy, to make things work, to, you know, have something good come out of that, you know, with a hopefully similar angle. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, um, and, like, falling into, like, how, what, what do I, like, I don't know, I don't know how to go about this. Because it's like, I don't want to give it, like, give, cut the guy's life and saying, oh, you know, they just fall into temptation. It's not their fault. But yeah. I, I also don't want to be like, oh, the girl did, like, I don't want to, like, be like, you know, guys having, you know, it's not a guy. No, because, like, guys don't have to cheat. Like, like. I don't I'm, think anyone have, has to cheat. Have you, ever, have you ever cheated before? Um, in, in an actual relationship, no. Have you ever been cheated on? To my knowledge, no. Okay. That's the worst thing that he has to say to his knowledge because, like, imagine how many. And I'm sorry if I'm causing anxiety to people. Like, imagine how many times you've probably been cheated on and you just don't know. That's like the worst thing ever. Like, I think about that right? like all the time. Like, 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 say like, like if, if I'm dating somebody, like, and like they're not. I don't want to sound crazy or anything, but like, what if they're cheating on me right now? It's completely possible because they probably have an alibi and everything. Like, you know, I'm really like really neurotic when it comes to stuff like that because it's like. What is this shit on me right now? But I will never, like, bring it up to them and, like, make them feel uncomfortable because, like, you know. But, like, I think it's, like, so ill to, like, do that to somebody. It's, like, crazy. Like, it's life. No, it, yeah, obviously. But, like, like, people, so, like, I've, I've been told, like, I had a girlfriend once upon a time that she, uh, she told me that if I'm, like, she literally told me at the beginning of the relationship, which I should have taken as a red flag. She, and I quote, if you're going to cheat on me, Make sure that bitch is hotter than me. Oh, 
So like, let me just ask you that. Like, oh, do you consider that to be okay? Like, if, if like you're dating a girl and she cheats on you, and you're six three, but she cheats on you with a guy who's six six, two two sixty, you know, like six pack and everything, like brolic, like you know, Greek god looking guy. Is does that make it okay? I mean, what? No, <laughs> no. I don't care how the person looks. Like, I'm not the most attractive attractive guy in the world, but like. I don't think looks should be like that, like, you know, like free pass. Like, you know, I am sorry I cheated on you, but like he was hot. Like, that, that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of insane. Sorry for that pause. My grandma walked by. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what were you? Well, anyway, uh, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, if looks aren't a factor to you, would you seriously consider dating someone that society or your friend group, for that matter, who I would assume is somewhat influential, didn't regard as very attractive? Funny that you asked that. Um, honestly, like even if my friends didn't think my girlfriend was like like attractive per se, I still would honestly because it's like it's not like so much like like for me like like as long as I find her attractive, that's all that really matters to me because at the end of the day, I'm the one who's you know going home with her. And, you know, obviously doing things with her. So, like, that's all that, like, to me, as soon as I find her attractive, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you know, my friends, my friends' uh, opinion will matter because, you know, they're my boys and whatever. But, like... So, if she was hurt, and we tell you she's hurt, you still gonna talk to her? If I'm really feeling her, yeah. Like, because it's, like, it's the it's thing. It's the king here. King, uh, holla. No, it's what I'm telling you earlier. It, like... Like, it's not really so much, like, physical attributes. It's, like, the way, like, I connect with the person. Mm -hmm. And, like, if the person and I are vibing and feeling it and, like, you know, feeling each other, like, why would I why would I deprive myself just because my friends, you know, don't accept her? And at the end of the day, whether they want it or not, they're going to have to accept her if they want to be my friends in the future. Because, like, if they, if, if she comes... I stand a Oh, my God. Because, like, think about it. Let me ask you something. If, if, if like, let's say you brought a girl to the table, uh -huh. and I tell you, damn, bro, like, I think she's kind of ugly. Are you going to, like, stop talking to her? No. But, no. like, she's everything. Like, she's just like your mom. Um, She takes care of you. She has, uh, how many siblings do you have again? I have four brothers, y'all. She has four kids. Um, <laughs> you didn't get the job. Yeah, I'm not going. Y'all couldn't no. see the look on my face. <laughs> no, but, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, for example, like, that's not gonna stop you from from no. wanting to date her. If anything, it's gonna encourage me more because I love to do things my friends tell me not to do. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that damn well. Just so, just so a side note, like for the past five years, Eli has been asking me for relationship advice every single day that we've hung out together, and every time I'm like, every, yeah. that's cap. That's not every single day. It's like one, every, one. It's like one. It's like every third time. Nah. So let's put it this way: there's seven days in the week, right? Yes. You asked me eight times. That, Come on. Anyway, he, he asked me like once, like from Monday to the Saturday, and Sundays he would ask me twice. Cap? <laughs> no, it's not. No cap. Um, but like, um, the reason why I'm making this, I know this is because like, Eli is the type of guy that you will tell him, hey dude, don't go right because you'll fall into a hole and potentially get hurt. What if the hole is not there, you're lying. Well, why would I lie to my best friend? Because you do that. You're sadistic. Yeah, but not with like your feelings. That hurts. Like, I tell him, go left, bro. That's the right way for you, you know, from what I'm seeing. And I've known you for a little bit. Like, you know, that's the right way to go. And he was like, yeah, yeah, bro. I'll go left for sure. 
Next thing I know, next week he'll be like, you know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I went, I went right. I went right and like, I'm hurt now. Like, I was dead ass crying. And like I'm hurt now, like and like the worst part about it, like I love this kid to that. Like I would take a bullet for him right now. He, yeah, yeah, suck your teeth. Go ahead. He would like show up to my house like with the biggest long face in the oh world, my God, that's and like he would no, it's not. He would literally like, sit on my couch and like stare at his phone to get no messages. Because then, Whoa, he, hold on, because then he would be depressed. Like that that's like that's like the craziest thing. And like I'm gonna be like, yo bro, it's play two can he'll be like, No man, you know what's that the, dirty, he, nah, he'll be like, What's yeah. the point of living like you know No That doesn't mean you're suicidal, right? It's like what's the point of living if people are gonna do you dirty like that, man, you know? Yeah, like I my son and I've seen I've seen this man hit rock bottom so many times. And the best part about Eli at the same time is like he's like Wolverine. He's like healing factor is crazy because like he will mess up with a girl last week and today he already has a new girl. It's it's called um it's called uh, the bounce back. No, you know when you guys install like a like a OS on a computer and you guys have like a backup of the system just in case anything messes up. That's Eli. Yes, ten percent of the viewers. That's your joke. I just want to say. That. <laughs> I really took computers, but like he said he. Keeps a backup of his actual feelings and disposes of every corrupted file inside of him and goes back to being normal Eli. It's the funny thing because like Sunday he'll be depressed, Monday he'll be depressed, Tuesday he'll be like, hey man, I'm pulling up, let's play video games. Wednesday he'll be hanging out with girls, Thursday he has a girlfriend, Friday they go out, Saturday they fight, Sunday he's depressed. Like that's literally like my relate my whole relationship with Eli like for the, literally for five years he's done that over and over and over again. I'm trying to make change, yo. Yeah, now from going from a week is uh, from a whole week is senior to like four days or so. Wow, wow. Anyway, let's 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 move on now because the hostility in this conversation. There's no hostility. It's I'm just, just being honest. The judgment. I'm not appreciating the judgment. I don't judge you, bro. I'm just I admire you because like last time I got my heart broke. It's a, you know how like how long that period was like. I was the worst. I was like. I mean, I, I like to be productive and not lazy, but, like, I wasn't doing anything, you know, photography didn't bring me any joy, I wasn't playing music, like, I couldn't, man, like, you know, you know, tell, tell him, tell him, I'm not, go ahead, tell him, tell him, I'm not going front, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there, like, I actually came into the picture at the end of that, of his first girlfriend saga, but, I mean, for those of y'all that speak Spanish, his first girlfriend was... Can, don't, 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 don't. Can I, don't. I can't say the P word? No, you can't say the P word. I don't call people, I don't call people that. So you're not going to, you. But she was an evil, evil person. Yeah, she was crazy. Like, but you like, know what she, like, she did some terrible things to my boy. Like, it's, it's fine. We don't need to get into that. But like, just tell him about my, like. Nah, how, but long story short, you was on some, you was on some suicide watch-ish. Like, what you want to call it after her? Because like, she really did you dirty. Well, I was like, well, I was like, what, like 18? That's, that's, like, that's never really had like a that you were younger makes it an even worse time for her to have done that to you. If we're being honest. Yeah, well, like, you know, it's kind of like the thing of, like, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's really bad. bad. No, like, like I'm just going to say, you don't do that to people. You don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, but it's fine. Let's move on. Like, because, we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Eli, like, 
okay, this is the last thing that I'm gonna bring up to the table. I want to ask you like like about his current projects and everything he's worked on. Like I know what they are because we uh, we did something today together. Yes. I was watch which was pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna allow you to advertise it once here. Okay. But go ahead. So um today, okay. So today Can you explain to us like what like just like keep it concise and like straight to the point. So today we launched CCNY Recreation or the City College of New York Recreation. Oh my god, I forgot that we're giving away our information and where we go to school. It's fine, it's fine. Y'all not gonna find us anyway, and if y'all want to run up. No, I'm graduating. So if they blow up the school, that's your problem. Run up, I'm here. (laughs) But anyway, um so today we launched CCNY Recreation, which is our social media platforms platforms for our recreational facilities here. So our school has two major recreational facilities. We have a gym and we have a basketball gym, right? And each of these facilities offer different free programs for students. And I realized after a while that the attendance in each of these places was rather low. And I was wondering why our school population, which is over 16,000 kids, didn't reflect how many kids were actually coming into either facility. So I decided to do something about it as my pet project and also part of my major. I double major in English Lit and Advertisement and Public Relations. So I created a social media platform. I created two social media platforms, a Facebook platform and an Instagram platform to advertise these programs. So uh, what's, your, what's your question? Uh, so, yeah. Um, so how are you going about it? Like. I know that you were an English major for like your first like what four years of college. Yep, I have my English. Um, yeah, he has his English. Yeah, he has his whole English degree already. He's done with English. But like now, like I made fun of him with English for like four years. Like, everybody did. It's, everybody it wasn't did. just you. Yeah, but like um, my real question about that is like, how are you going about it? Because like I, what I'm noticing is that like you're working at your work ethic has changed drastically ever since you started doing that. Like um. So something for you guys to understand, like I'm crazy when it comes to doing work. Like Eli knows, like if if like I have a, like a big project due tomorrow, like I will not sleep until that's done up to my standards. And like you know, sometimes like I don't know, bro. Like what can you tell them about my, about my about my work ethic? So like um, every college student procrastinates, right? And we all procrastinate differently. My procrastination is I'll do is I'll wait to the last possible minute. And then I'll try to do as much of the work as I can. But if I don't, I'm taking that out. Omar is not this way. He'll procrastinate. But when it comes to the project, he will do it up until he has to hand it in. Yeah. Like, if the class is 6.15, I'll be printing at 6.14. But I'm done. Facts. Me? Well, whoops. I guess you're getting this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, with me, like, um, the more I've got into my major, the less I've learned to procrastinate. But, like, uh, I've noticed that Eli has also changed. Ever since he changed to, like... You know, public rela- public relations, advertising, public relations. advertising, public IPR. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's done, he's been doing IPR. He's kind of like changed his work ethic, and I see him working a lot more than he used to, and it kind of makes me proud. Like, and like he told me something. I think it was like yesterday, maybe two days ago, about like he told me that he finally understands why I am the way I am, and like that almost brought a tear to my eye. Only for the fact that I had work to do and I couldn't sit down and cry. I had to finish the work <laughs> and I had stuff to get done. But yeah, like, you know, um, how are you going about about that? Like, what's requiring you to, like, you know, what what's, changes are you doing to, like... So, like, what's made me get to where I am right now? No, 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 no. Like, what, 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 how are you working differently than when you were working English? Because, like, you just said when you were doing English projects, you were procrastinating to the last moment. Now you don't seem like you're procrastinating nearly as much. Well, 
I've been <clears throat> I've been an English major for four years. Well, well, I mean, my entire college career. And before then, I took advanced English for like three years. So I could afford to procrastinate, do crap. Well, in my opinion, because I, as a writer, I take my I, I critique my work way more than anyone else ever could. Like I could afford to wait to the last minute, submit what I thought was crap work, and the professor would be like, "Oh my God, what is this? This is amazing!" Like I could afford to do that. But when I switched over to add in PR, which was my a different major, a new passion for me, and I realized the competitiveness and the intensity of the program, I realized that something had to change, and it was either my old habits had to go or I had to go. And um, I can't exactly drop out of like college because if I do, I won't have a place to live. Because his mom will show him, his dad will show him, I will show him, and then my mom will wa- will piss us. His mom would probably dump water on me, then tease me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, Funny that's, thing. That's another story Funny for thing. another day. Don't, don't oh, tell him that. Okay. We're going to save that for now. Like, PSA, his mom almost tased me before, but jokingly. Yeah. But Sure, whatever. But I realized that, like, if I'm going to be a career man in the future, and if I'm also going to be able to have to work on cool projects like this in the future at a more corporate, at a more corporate scale, like, I had to transform how I work. And this was, and this project was one of the ways I did it. Like we've been working on this since last year, this summer, and we just launched. And like I don't think you guys can understand how great it feels to finally get a project off the ground, and like we're working toward it. And the coolest part is I'm working on it with my friends. So this is our thing that we're bringing to our school, and this is how we're gonna leave our mark. And like it feels amazing to be able to say that. Well, the way I'm living my marketing school is by making the boring design lab to be the, the coolest thing to ever be. Well, not anymore, actually. Never mind. Uh, okay, well, that's going to be all of our time for today. Um, so, yeah, um, we were gonna we're supposed to have, like, a random question for the day. I guess we're going to start that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you guys want to leave us some questions, like, uh, either by following us on our Instagrams uh, at omarzapata.jpeg, O-M-A-R-Z-A-P-A-T-A dot J-E-E-G. And uh, my Instagram is E underscore keep singing, E underscore K-E-E-P-S-I-N. G I N G? Is that? Yeah, that, that. You were an English major. You should know how to spell. Shh, why are you so loud? But anyway, um, also, before I close this up, I want to thank our friend Jake Vicious. Oh, yeah, because he made, he made he, a fire intro beat. Yeah, he made the fire, fire intro beat that we're using for our podcast from now on. Uh, he, uh, we're also using it for the outro. So then again, again, thank you, Jake. Uh, let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Jake. Jake. He's a producer local to New York City. So, yo. Yeah, I will post his also his uh, Instagram underneath in the description of the podcast. Uh, sorry that this was longer than we wanted to make it. We're trying to trim down the time and be more organized with, with this. Um, well, with the topics. And yeah, guys, uh, see you guys in the next one. Right? Do you have anything to say to close the thing? Yeah. Good pow. Uh, I'm sorry, headphone users. Goodbye.